0: Welcome to the Tech School Podcast, brought to you by DSDT. I am Josh here with Carlos. How's it going, my good friend? Nice jersey, by the way. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Break right.
1: right from our sponsors. Your boy got it on. I'm representing today, Josh. All right, DSDT. <laughs> How's it going, good friend? I'm glad to be here. I'm not. Uh, I'm looking forward to the lineup that we have. Um, I think that um, as we proposed last time, we're gonna have mm-hmm. a lot of information, general information for the students that are interested that aren't necessarily military-involved students.
0: Absolutely, it's gonna be a lot of broad topics of uh, connecting with everyone, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, you... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, absolutely, you're you're absolutely right. Um. And so, you know, today we have Brandon, who is an instructor at DSDT, and we're gonna have Antonio, who's a student,
1: correct? Correct. Correct. And I'm looking forward to this because, you know, Brandon, as an instructor, comes with a wealth of experience. Um, he's one of the you know, most successful independent producers, directors, cinematographers, you name it. He does it all. So I'm looking forward to that segment.
0: All right. Good deal.
1: We're also going to be talking about a few other topics as well. Um, a lot of people know
0: about the uh, filming tragedy that happened in New Mexico involving Actor Alec Baldwin, where uh cinematogra- cinematographer was uh, shot and killed on a filming set. Uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit more. Also, Squid Game. I tried watching it. I can't get into it. But everyone is into it. We're want to find out what is so extraordinary about Squid Game.
1: Yeah, and so I agree 100,000%. Um, I tried to watch it as my significant other lay there for, I don't know, maybe the duration of 10 episodes Mm -hmm. and checked it out. I, I, I could not get into it like that. It definitely was not my cup of tea, but let's talk about it with someone that actually knows the industry.
0: All right, and then another show we're going to talk about that I have been watching in depth is BMF. Black Mafia Family is based on a true story. Of Big Meat, Big Meach in Southwest T, uh, how they grew up in the city of Detroit and um, created their cocaine empire, their drug empire. That's absolutely
1: across the uh, country. Absolutely. So I'm so interested in the topic from the standpoint that our independent film director has inside information as to the inner workings because he lived in Southwest Detroit where this uh, particular piece was timed and it originates in. And so I'm kind of interested in what his take on it. You know, um, I I would like to make our viewers aware that at one point the uh, cast director actually wanted to come here to DSDT and shoot segments of the film. Keep in mind, we are in Southwest Detroit. We did purchase the old third precinct jail right and so that means that uh we have a a time piece within itself for those that are looking for you know to be able to come into detroit and to shoot on location so i'm looking forward to that conversation as well
0: all right so let's get into it let's bring in brandon
2: what's up guys
1: hey how's it going
2: i can't complain i can't complain how's it going carlos How's Josh? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey <was> it, sir? <laughs> um, i see that your own location can you tell us where you're actually recording out of uh,
2: i'm at dsdt right now <laughs> i'm in my classroom
1: <laughs> all right so um can of explain to us what your role is here at dsdt uh um, my role here at dsdt
2: i'm actually um the digital media instructor uh digital media one to film whatever you want to call it at this time Um
1: yeah, that's pretty much
2: what I do. I teach everything film.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. So, so, so does that mean then that you are the go-to person for everything film, or is that something? Is there something that you specialize in more? That is your area of expertise.
2: Um, I'm a go-to person when it comes to film, but like I'm not, I might—I mean, I've been in the industry for about 13 years, so it's like I'm pretty knowledgeable about a lot of different things.
3: Uh, a lot of people
2: don't know, I actually have a degree in information technology. Um, that's where it all started it. I mean, it's where it all started for me, um, just understanding the basics and the inner audience of the computer. And then next thing you know, I shifted over towards the more uh, digital media film side of the process. I just always been to love in love and how to create something, how to say, oh, I did that on TV.
0: <laughs> Brandon, so if if a potential student is inquiring about DSDT and they want to go into filming. What, what kind of conversation do you have with them? Where do they begin to look at which programs to potentially enter?
2: Me personally, um, I, like to, I like to really have the conversation with the student. I like to know where their heart lies. Like what is it that you really want to do? Like, what well, are you trying to accomplish to be able to say, hey, I want to create content for small businesses or hey, I want to create a movie so or like um, I guess we're bringing I mean, we're bringing in Tino later. Tino was one of my students previously. And, you know, he came in as I want to film on edit music videos. He still likes his pictures. He likes to do video and everything else. But I found a niche in him and he was a sound guy. Like he likes sound. He likes music. He likes to do things like that. So I kind of say, hey, try this and see how that works for you. And today, right now, he's one of the most sought after sound guys in Detroit. right now. So it's like, I, I just want to get a grasp of what you want to do so I can steer you into the right direction.
1: Can you tell us kind of some of your uh, experience in the industry? Because, you know, um, first of all, explain to the audience what an IMDB registration is.
2: It's my business card for film. So basically what your IMDb is, is, it's your calling card. So it's like, Hey, instead of me giving you a, it's your digital print. So what I can do is say, Hey, go check me out on IMDb. They can see right here as uh, we have pulled up on the screen, all the movies that I have done in my career. Um, there's some, they're still not listed, but you can go and see what I have done. And you can know, you can actually check a lot of these movies out on all the streaming platforms and again, like um, I say, to answer the question, it's it's based it's a digital business card for filmmakers.
1: So, so it's easier that you have thirteen. I'm sorry, Josh, you have thirteen uh, films to your credit. Is that is that right?
2: Um, that's director credits.
1: Okay. Um, I have
2: I have a total. If you scroll up, you see cinematographer. I have seventeen credits. It's 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 a it's a it breaks it down to like if I'm just a cinematographer, director of photography on set, or if I'm just directing, so um like i have 13 director credits i have 17 cinematographer credits and i think i might have a total of 25 credits in all on there that as of now um like you said editor credits producer credits so it's, it's it, like i said it's just broke
1: down uh, uh i see you only have one credit on here as an actor what does that mean you're not spike lee-ish no i'm not Spike. No, i'm not
2: spike lee-ish <laughs> that's just uh i have a new movie i actually uh, wrote it and um directed it and i just wanted to try something new won't
3: do it again but
2: it, it was something different
0: okay Brandon, clarify a little bit more on what people need to do to register on imdb if they are a director producer actor etc
2: uh what you do um to register imdb all you gotta do is just go to imdb it's free Um, you can put all your information in and most of the time when people create the content they create these pages and then all you got to do is just attach yourself to the pages so what um, also you know they have a paid subscription which is like $20 a month you become an IMDB member but it's a pro membership so it allows you to put all your contact information in and you know different things of that nature um, so people can actually contact you if they're willing to hire you and things like that so I get people Reaching out to me all the time, wanting me to produce their movies. We well, had yeah, definitely checked that out because, like I said, it's a free—it's free to all the filmmakers or content creators that's out there. So definitely, it's IMDb. It's actually powered by uh, Amazon.
0: It's actually a cool site to go on and get updates on upcoming movies too. Yes,
2: yes, you can definitely do that. You know,
0: sometimes you have those arguments. Say, hey, this movie made a lot of money. you
2: you can go in there and see exactly how much they made box office day and today you can see what the revenue was
0: all right so we're talking about different shows what are some of the better programs offered at dsdt if you want to get into filming if people are watching right now and they are just curious which programs should i consider if i'm looking at your institution
2: it depends on your skill level like if you have some that's new never done it before i would say definitely um you know inquire about digital media ones which would which is a class that I teach. Um, so we teach the fundamentals of basically how to use the camera, how to do some basic editing, um, lighting setups, uh, little small color correction. I actually touch on a little bit of Photoshop as well, just to get you more familiar of how to create the content. Like I say, depending on which way you want to go. If you want to be, uh, like you say, a commercial person who wants to do stuff corporate, or if you wanted to just jump into the film, um, it, like I say, I just try to, like I say, gear it towards what you're comfortable with at that time. So and if you're a little bit more intermediate, you can actually reach out and look into digital media too. So that's a little bit more advanced. Um, that's something where we teach more um, advanced editing skills. Um, I also touch on like advanced writing skills and things like that. And then then I also ask the student as well, that if they're advanced, where do they leave off at? How can I pick it back up for you and how can I make you better?
0: Absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, let's, um, let's start with the topics. Let's begin with the Rust tragedy in New Mexico involving actor Alec Baldwin, where a cinematographer uh, was shot and killed when a weapon discharged on the set. Um, that is a picture of the lady who was tragically killed on that filming set in New Mexico. Um, Brandon, how, how does something like this happen?
2: um it's it's a lot of ways that can happen and just you know her name is elena hutcherson um she was a very good dp by the way um basically she they they have people that are responsible for those situations right so they were told that the gun was a cold gun meaning that there was no ammunition in the gun which but even though handing it off to someone like the handler they're still still supposed to check the firearm to make sure that it's not anything in there They have a lot of different ways and different methods for that. Um, And it was just, really, it was just poor. It was just, it it was just
0: poor. Uh, It's also been reported reported the assistant director who was fired um, involving this tragedy had been let go uh, from a job due to similar circumstances.
2: Well, well, yeah, I didn't see that part, but, It wasn't him who handed the weapon to the actor. I was heard it was a handler that handed it. No, you're wrong. The handler handed it to the assistant director and the assistant director handed it to the actor. But Which, even though every time a firearm changed hands, you're supposed to check that firearm.
0: Okay. Each time, like I give it to you, Brandon. Brandon, you give it to Carlos. Each time it changes hands. Hold on,
1: hold on. No, hold on, hold on. You don't give it to me. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Let's keep that
0: Okay, but someone. Okay okay, 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 Well, Carlos. We're gonna omit you from this conversation for a brief moment. So, Brandon, let's say someone gives me the firearm. Right, it's my responsibility to check it thoroughly, and then when I give it to you, it's your responsibility to check it thoroughly as well before it's given to X, Y, and Z. Yes, I
2: was. Yes, because like I say, when we deal with firearms, I have someone solely in charge of that. Um, but even though like if he was handed, I will always as the director, this is something that I do extra. like, he will hand it to me. I will check it. I will walk in front of the talent, show it to him, show it clear, make sure everything's clear. You poke a little stick in there, make sure there's nothing stuck in their lives. Even though we don't deal with um, live rounds and I'm still trying to kind of confuse the why they were dealing with live rounds as well. But um, I, I'm not sure why, but at the same time I think Every time that firearm changes hands, it should be checked. I, I even feel like the actor should check it.
0: Brandon, you just uh, you read my mind um, and enlighten me, please. Why are real firearms even being used?
1: Well, there's
2: some firearms that they, they, they do not replicate or make blank firearms out of. So what they do, they actually get the real, the real fire, the real gun, or whatever it is. They had the real uh, the style and they use those and they what they do they put blank shells in those and um that's the only one, only thing i could think of why they would even use a real firearm because they couldn't get a replica model made of that firearm.
1: well it's um it's pretty it's a pretty rough tragedy you know yeah he um, um, it... was le- reading some information about it and i i i read somewhere i think it was the uh, los angeles times that they were talking about how in california now they are trying to get legislation passed to where there is no live ammo on sets come on now it's, it's i don't know i mean maybe i'm not the most practical man right but in 2021 you mean to tell me that people carry live firearms onto well, film sets well it's not that they
2: carry them see what what i was told and what i've learned have learned is that they use the live rounds um, for sound purposes um and probably for some other type of recreation fires like you no know, wall hits and things like that so they don't have to digitally um compose those things so they do have live rounds on set for those purposes um but like again that's there is supposed to be a bunch of security measures in place for them to actually use those weapons
1: okay i got, um, a, quick yeah. question. I got a quick question let me ask it so Brandon, my favorite cinematographer, my favorite director. We have the, the, the up and coming rap video that you are about to shoot, right? Okay. And we have real $100,000 cash sitting over here. And we have real AK-47 sitting over here. Are you telling me that that happens?
2: <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, it's like I said, being a cinematographer in this day and age, and especially shooting music videos, you don't know what you're going to get yourself into. Like I always tell people when I used to shoot music videos, I've been in the nicest of the nicest, and I've been in the dirtiest of the dirtiest. You know what I mean? Like I've I've been in. I can't even explain the places that I've been. Um, just shooting a music video and how many firearms that you see pop up in front of you you'd be like wow where you guys getting all these guns from so it's it's just a chance that we take too as a cinematographer not saying that you're supposed to be in that position but i mean when you're chasing your dream and you you're coming from the bottom it's like you got to put yourself in that situation sometimes
1: okay so here's a great topic of discussion for the day josh Uh, And I definitely wanted Brandon to chime in on this. Have you guys had an opportunity? And I know that, you know, you guys are as busy as I. But have you had an opportunity to catch any of Netflix's Squid Game?
0: I tried watching one episode, the first episode of Squid Game. I could not finish it. I was saying, what in the heck is this? What is it?
2: I tried it myself, and I really couldn't get off into it. Um, I've seen I've seen some articles on it, and they were saying from the translation, they said, we're actually missing more than what we're actually getting. Because they, they, they're they only translating as much as they can, as fast as they can. Okay. They're just, they said there's so much information inside the film, inside the show, that we're not getting. Wow. And it was the big rave about it. It's, I guess it's the killer. People
0: are dying. That's People are just, just dying. Left
1: and right.
2: I mean, it's interesting, but I, it's just not for me. It's like it makes me feel like anime.
1: No, I mean it was gruesome too. I mean it was old like... fashioned kill bill. You know,
2: yeah, yeah Quentin Tarantino, huh? Yeah.
1: But at least you had
0: good acting in that.
2: Yeah, the acting was decent. Actually, it was pretty good for what I've
0: for what I've seen. You know, like, Squid Game. The lip sync was even off. What's <laughs> <It's
1: just gotta laughs> Talking in another language.
0: Like how, like how? Okay, in the world of filming, how do you, how do you screw up something like that? Like, I mean, you gotta get
1: the at least the lip sync right. But how are you gonna get the lip sync right when it's a translation?
2: It's a translation. They're talking in another language.
1: Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're
2: not gonna get that lip sync.
1: Good job, my friend. Okay, all Carlos. Right. So
0: wait, your wife, Carlos, made you watch all ten episodes, or you kind of dozed off here yes, and there?
1: Cut it out. Cut it out. Come on now. Come on. I I, I was in and out. I, I can't <laughs> lie. You know, I mean, um, I was going to t- turn it on and, you know, uh, from the first episode, it was like, yeah, I can't. And I, I normally love foreign films. I love mm-hmm. them. You know, uh, but this particular one, I wanted to see what the hype was all about and I I just couldn't do it. And I'm not trying, I'm not a you know professional film critic or any of those great things. I know what I like. I love to watch that genre but this was it, it kind of reminded me of the bird box which Sandra yeah, with uh just before the hype, the hype
0: around it. Oh Sandra Bullock? Yeah. yeah Sandra Bullock, yeah. Well, see, but
1: that was actually decent. That that, that Yeah, was that's my good. point. She only yeah. did one episode. It was a movie. They went way too long.
0: Yeah. Even the first
1: episode, of Squid Game. I, I just like, what is the
0: point? Like, I, I at the end of the day, I finally understood. Okay, it's people who end up in a lot of debt, and so what would they do to walk away with forty million dollars debt free? Would you die for it? That kind of situation. I mean, you um, got to think of it. That's, that's reality. It's really reality right now. Okay, so maybe that's the uh, fascination with this show.
2: There's it, it, a lot
0: of reality. It's a lot of it's, it's,
2: yeah. It's a lot of um, key points to where it's like people can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, now since everything happened with COVID, a lot of people were getting in in a better financial situation. But if you really think about before COVID, everybody were was not. It was a lot of people that had a lot of things going on and they couldn't afford things. It was just like it was almost a depression. I mean, uh, recession. So it's like yeah so people can relate to the fact that I'm in debt I got this problem but if I just get this one thing over this hump I can make my life better and they're willing to die for it okay, so it's more, let me, it's more relatable
0: let me, all right, so let me take this topic and turn it into and throw it towards you guys as far as the curriculum at DSDT I'm just curious if you're coming in with the idea hey I want to be a filmmaker and I want to make material I want to make films documentaries on everyday situations. What are some of the courses, what are some of the advice you would give students? I'm kind of throwing a loaded question out there on the fly. I understand that. Um, But just curious, like if there's anything that's offered at the school where it kind of puts a person in that direction.
1: Mm. So I would leave that up to the instructor. What is it in your class that you believe of the curriculum actually impresses upon a student that they should move into the area of where their skill set uh, tends to be the strongest as opposed to simply, I want to do it because I want to get in the choir because everybody else is in the choir, but really I can't sing.
3: Mm.
2: So, so with that being said, see, what I, that's why this is what I love about DSDT. See, DSDT is a more hands-on school. So it's like from day one, um, when like when we're in person, the, from the first day you're in my class, we're shooting something. So I always feel like you're going to find your passion in what you can do when you physically can do it, not just because I can say it or I can show you this on this. No, let me give you this camera. Let me see you take this shot, and you take your phone, and you do the same exact thing. People grow and 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 get a passion for those things because they start seeing themselves become creative. So a creative mind is, is very is very powerful. So once you show the person they can put that creativity on a computer screen, you can edit it and then you can put it out there for the world to see. That's that's like a it's like a it's like a drug, you know. People get addicted to it. So it's like oh I want more. So they come to me and say oh yo Brandon what can I do to do this and do that, you know? And I, and I always and I try my best to show them the best ways. Like I I, I have even taken students directly from my class. And put them on real sets, and to this day they still work with So it's like they they came in here, they got hands on, they fell in love with what they fell in love with, and we kept moving. You know, and that's just basically how I like to do it. It's like you know, hands on has always been my thing, and the best way to show somebody how to do something.
1: So right. picking right up on where Brandon said that it's kind of like a drug. Why don't we just get on into <laughs> to our next topic? <laughs> Have you guys? Seen Star's original BMF Black Mafia Family. Yes.
2: Yeah, I've seen it. I watched, I watched all five episodes so far.
1: We well, got a resounding yes. Good. Josh, can you explain to the viewers as to why this was something definitively that you had to watch?
0: Okay. BMF, Black Mafia Family. It is based on the true life story with a little fiction because you have to make it a TV show, give it that drama. But the premise of the show is based on the real life story of Demetrius and Terry Flannery, two brothers who grew up in Southwest Detroit, um, came from humble beginnings and they created a drug empire that originated in Southwest Detroit and it stretched from Detroit to Atlanta, LA, Miami and I believe St. Louis. during their 20 plus year running this empire,
1: uh, they made in the ballpark of $270 million. Um, Can you say that one more time, please? Because I was having problems hearing that number. Can you say uh, it one more time? During the reign of their empire, um, they made roughly $270
0: million. Uh, These two brothers came up shortly after the time of Young Boys Incorporated, Uh, white boy Rick, uh, uh, Chambers brothers, um, they came up right after that era in Detroit. And so that's where this show really gets good. When you're talking about the filming, capturing the era, we're all based here in Detroit. Me, Brandon, Carlos, we're all based in Detroit. DSDT is located in Southwest Detroit. And so what you can appreciate about a show like this, the creator is 50 Cent, it's really capturing Detroit during that era, when you're watching the episodes, you see MC light, you see the show, the scene, you see young big Meech walking down the street with a bag of better made hot chips. Um, you see a Fago can pop at the Coney Island. You see one guy walking in asking for a loose burger. I mean, it's just those authentic things where it's like, okay, the crew came into town and they really understood what Detroit is about. And you don't see that in every show, in
1: every movie where you come in and you, and you you grab it. Okay. So, so now that is Josh's take and 100%, I agree with a lot of it. Now, Brandon, the filmmaker, director, cinematographer, could you kind of educate us a little bit about this particular piece?
2: I mean, it's, it's a Detroit film. I mean, um, I mean it's it's a good show you know i mean I, i've been watching it um i've also had to, uh had one of my guys who was actually in a lot of my films actually get actually a role inside of bmf uh he was mm-hmm. the, one of the tristan Fazekas. he was played one of the cops um
0: oh the brother who went to uh test tech i believe he yes, was, at the, yes, he was uh, on the
2: news yesterday
0: yeah he was on the scene with uh steve harris
2: yes when they found right him,
0: yep. when they found the stuff in the water and all that stuff yeah yeah
2: with the bad wig? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. talking. <laughs> <laughs> bad wig. Um, BMF is actually portraying, um, you know, a lot of things that I I know about. I don't know them. I didn't grow up with them or nothing like that. They're older than me, actually. But, yeah. um, but just being from Southwest, that's all you heard about. You know, you heard about them and what they were doing and how they did it. And a lot of people didn't know that they were from Southwest Detroit, but they made all their money, a lot of their money, during that time, inside Ecores, River Rouge, you know, mm-hmm. the Down River area. Um, they're actually portraying it pretty good, um, as I see so far. I mean, it's kind of slow, in my, in for, my, for my taste, for my liking. But like I said, they're getting their story across. So I don't know their whole story, so I'm actually getting educated on a lot of things, too. Like, I never knew how uh, Southwest T's eye, how it got the way it how, how I, was, I was messed up. Never knew he got shot, shot up. In his nose or in his eye. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's being educational to those who follow that stuff here in Detroit. And, you know, we're big on that here for some reason. I don't know why, but we, we gravitate to those stories.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, Big Meech was always the face of BMF. When you, mm-hmm. you know, you're fabulous, TI, GZ, things like that, you'll see Big Meech, you know, behind the scenes or like within the scene. But it was actually Southwest T who was kind of like the brains of the operation. Who was deeply behind the scene, Um, but hey, let's get to when when you're teaching your students, uh, Brandon at DSDT. You're teaching them about filming. I mean, Bmf is a good show to use as an example because it shows the importance of research.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, because you got to get those stories, and you once you get those stories, like, and what's what's so important about understanding the story is when you try to portray that story especially when like you got a guy like 50 cent who's not from detroit Mm -mm. and you go get a story about some detroit guys and then you you and then it's just the smallest things like you said like if you didn't put that fake old pop or that better made chip in that steam okay why are you shooting this because you don't understand detroit this is our history this is this is our brand like even when you hear the sign when they say what up though Mm -hmm. that's a detroit that's a detroit slang so it's like You have to have those things to give you that element of uh, authentic authenticity. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to have that. So back to what you said, they had to research. They had to get the stories right.
0: Yes. um, And I'm going to go back in time and use a show, another show for an example that I thought was a good show, but it didn't really capture the culture of Detroit, Detroit 187 that came out years ago. It was on ABC. It lasted for a season. Um, Detroit wasn't quite on the map at time. Oh, yeah I, in remember. All fairness.
2: yeah. I didn't like the show. Just like even even the movie Detroit, I wasn't really too keen on that because it's like you guys shoot these movies and tell these stories, but they didn't even shoot it in Detroit. So no. how can you tell a story about something that happened, even if, even though it was a riot? You can't you gotta have that that realism. You gotta have it to where, come on, you gotta touch the Detroit Soyo if you're gonna tell our stories.
0: And it was something as simple, Brandon, as on Detroit 187. They said soda.
2: Yeah, we call it pop.
0: We call it pop.
2: <laughs> yes, those are the small things that we were just saying. Like you gotta have those small things. Like there's nobody in the Detroit walking around and say, "Can I have a soda?" What is that? <laughs> it's just like when we go to LA. I need a pop. What is that? So it's, it's you know you gotta understand our culture.
0: Hey, so okay, so back at the school, like you're teaching your your students. I mean, the importance of hey when you're when you're gonna base reality or. uh you know when, you, when you're filming like to really i mean you, you just can't show up and just film mm-hmm. i guess that's what i'm trying to get at right you just can't record
2: no no you guys it's, it's called pre-production and i definitely teach them how to pre do you know set up their pre-production because it's like i tell them like you either going to go in and work harder, or you're going to go in and you're going to work smart mm-hmm. so the smart way is to have pre-production knowing that okay we first like one of the things that we do in classes we create a, a storyboard in a shot list Right, So they create the storyboard. Basically, I tell them, we're going to create a 30-second commercial, and that but you got to create this commercial on paper before we can even pull the camera. Out. So I need you to explain to me what the shot is, why you're shooting it, and how it goes. And they all timed. So you have to time them out, and you have to give me 30 seconds, not 31 and not 29. Because if you put a commercial on TV, it's 30 seconds. So it's that's another, like you said, you, it's pre-production. It's planning. You have to be prepared. Okay, right that's
3: on.
1: That's what's up. Well, Brandon, we'd like to thank you for this segment. Um, We're going to have to kind of wrap things up because it's about time for us to bring in our man of the hour. Uh, Antonio. We have, yes, we do. We have Mr. Antonio Lewis coming in. Uh, He's a student that took the program. He graduated with a diploma a while ago. And now I would love to talk to him about some of the things that he's into and kind of give some motivation to some of the students who are taking our general film production program. So you guys hold on and let us pay these bills and we'll be right back. Right now, there are job opportunities in the tech industry we can train you for. In our newly renovated state-of-the-art facility, classes are beginning monthly in cybersecurity drone technology,
3: digital marketing, computer programming, film production, and many, many others.
1: If you live in the metro Detroit area and you're looking to learn a skill local employers are demanding but one that isn't that of a laborer, at
2: DSDT you can learn a lot in less than a year.
3: Hello, I'm Jason Stemmer. I served five years as a combat engineer in the United States Army. In the summer of 2019, I joined DSDT to learn advancing technologies in computer support, networking, cybersecurity, and many valuable tools in digital media. DSDT is partnered with a lot of veteran-friendly employers and with the help of DSDT's job placement assistance, I was able to quickly begin work in the IT field. I'm very pleased with this direction as there is unlimited potential in the technology field, with no signs of growth or demand ever slowing. So come in for a visit, take a tour, and schedule a meeting with an advisor. DSDT really changed my life for the better, and it can change yours. At a Detroit School for Digital Technology, we strive to provide students who are willing to learn new and exciting skill sets with a quality education and cutting-edge film technology to include recording in HD and 4K formats, drone videography, editing, and state-of-the-art color grading. Our instructors are friendly, knowledgeable industry professionals who are willing to teach. For more information, call us at 313-263-4200 or visit us on the web at dsdt.tech.
0: All right. Welcome back to the Tech School Podcast brought to you by DSDT. A very great conversation with Brandon on filming, do's, the don'ts, and what you can learn at DSDT. Carlos, as you mentioned a moment ago, the man of the hour, Antonio Lewis, who is a student at DSDT, correct?
1: Correct. He is. I think we're going to love this conversation. Um, I know that you didn't get an opportunity to meet Antonio prior to this recording. So we definitely would love to have a conversation with him and have him explain his experience with DSDT and where it has helped him to propel his uh, transformation.
0: And we're doing it live.
3: And we're doing it
1: live. <laughs> live! <laughs> yeah.
0: How's it going, my hey. good friend?
3: going well. How about yourself, Josh? Hey, hey, Carlos. doing well. Nice
0: to meet you virtually, but nevertheless, meet you officially.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well.
0: Likewise, brother. Okay, so yeah, as Carlos alluded to, uh, give us some background on your experience with DSDT.
3: Oh, well, uh, um, I pretty much just came to DSDT. Like uh, Brandon was saying earlier, I was coming to DSDT to pretty much kind of learn more about videography and um audio post production. And um I ended up being, I ended up being put into something that was it, it falling into the audio that for movies with, with Brandon. You know, Brandon started taking me along on different sets and showing me different things when it comes to um field audio. And I actually fell in love with field audio. You know, DSDT would if it wouldn't have been for DSDT, I wouldn't never ever Never ever made that transition from engineering music to field audio, so you know I owe DSTT a lot.
0: Good deal. When did you uh, begin your education with DSTT
3: exactly? It was back in was it 2017, 18? Okay. Yeah, it was 17, 17 or 18. I, I believe it was. I believe it was the end of 17. If I'm not mistaken. All right. A few years ago, uh, so tell us what are you up to now. Well, I'm still working in um, in field audio. I actually been working with Brandon for quite some time now, and you know, you know, just whatever movies we can get into, whatever we do it, you know, um, we're, we're, we're just working.
0: Am I reading correctly? The Hustles Media LLC.
3: Uh, Ten Hustles Media LLC. Okay, all right. Tell us more about that. Uh, Ten Hustles Media is just my media company. Um, it started off as Ten Hustles Production, uh, production and media, where I, you know producing and um, engineering beats. Um, I actually engineered a lot of music. Um, I started out engineering music, actually engineering uh, my brother and whoever else would come to the studio and let me record them. <laughs> you know, so and then it started from there, just to to actually making money on it, and mm-hmm. and it just grew, you know. Uh, As you can see, McGraw, you know, I've been on uh, a lot of different sets, you know, um, working with with Brandon, you know, um, I've been on a lot of different sets working with Brandon. Uh, I've met a lot of people.
1: So I have a question. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm the guy who always talks about the elephants in the room, Mm -hmm. right? Mr. Lewis, as you can see, Mr. Lewis is in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair and yet it has not stopped him or limit him from aspiring to reach his dreams, his goals. Can you talk to us somewhat about the challenges you may have had as well as the successes you're having nowadays?
0: And as Antonio is explaining his story, Carlos, bring that image full screen if you can. Let's let's show a larger image of it.
3: Well, Oh, um, obstacles, man. What obstacles haven't I had? You know, um, sitting down, you know, you have simple obstacles. It's just as simple as going up a step or um, a curb, <laughs> you know. So it's just just little simple things that you may have. But, you know, when you're determined and you actually want something, you don't let you, you don't let that little thing that you're sitting in stop you. You know, like, um, man. Uh, so when Carlos said it, I'm looking at the picture, and it's just like, wow. You know, I, I like you said, elephant in the room. I didn't really, I didn't really look at the chair because I'm in it. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't pay attention to it because you're in it. But when you're when you're actually working and you're working towards something and you're working toward a goal and you actually have your mindset on that goal and you just want to make it come true by any means. You know, you know, legal way of course, but by any means you want to make that happen, you you do it. You just do it, you know. And and once once you start doing it, you you never you never know what you can accomplish. Once you put your mind to it, and you just start. Stay focused on it. Stay focused on your goal ahead. So yeah. So it's, that's that's
1: one of the greatest things that I always know about Tino, right? Um, Tino was here with us when we actually were getting out in the field and we were going on the Detroit Princess and we were actually videoing and we were doing a lot of phenomenal things in our earlier classes. And despite whatever you may have thought was a challenge, hands down, he's going to make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember one time because for a while we had a podcast studio in the basement here at the school and there's no elevator. Right. And, and Tino was like, man, look, I'll get down the stairs. <laughs> you know I'm saying? I'll, I'll get down the stairs. Don't worry about it, you know, because that just shows the determination that he had in order to get over, regardless of what the obstacle was or is, you know. So I was looking the other day uh, because he's a friend of mine on Facebook. Right. <laughs> and as I'm looking at some of the remarkable things that he's doing, I thought, wow, wow. Wow. You know, I'm so thankful, grateful to be to have been part of his process, his success. You know, we're talking at least three years ago Mm -hmm. and look at him now. And it takes Brandon to actually tell you about Tino. One of the Mm -hmm. things I love to hear is that he is perhaps the most sought after sound guy in the city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. Uh, say, say what? What? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I hear that, you know what I automatically think, Tino? What's that? You can
3: do it! Hello. <laughs> Call me on girl.
1: But you can do it! Nobody has a reason to say that they can't. Mm-hmm. You're only limited if you choose yourself to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what your friends are telling you. You know, we've had time and time again, people. I, I remember one student that we had who uh, came to the film production program, graduated with a degree in engineering from Howard. But he wanted to get into photography. Or, or, I'm sorry, videography. Mm-hmm. And He came to DSDT because he was here in the city and he wanted to be a part of our program. Wow. Wow. And that's what we're doing here. The main reason, Josh, I brought Tino and Brandon on today is because I wanted our students, those who are considering the film production program, I wanted them to actually hear it from the instructor as well as the student who's taken this program before. I can't explain it the way that Brandon who's teaching you is going to explain it. I don't have 25 credits to my name on IMDB. As a matter of fact, I don't have none. You no, know, I don't have any, but I have an, an instructor who, to his credits, I think he has seventeen movies. Wow! Hold on, I think that deserves another. You can. Say. I'm
3: just. I'm just
1: gonna leave it right there. Mike. Leave it
3: right there. Mike drop. Mike drop. Yeah, it's hey. really been a pleasure, man. Like, I, I love, I love, I'm glad. You know, before I actually started, before I actually started DSDT, I was working at Quicken Loans and I was laid off from Quicken Loans. And there was a um, young lady by the name of Angie um, that worked at Quicken Loans with me. She told me about the program and she she already knew that I was taking pictures or whatnot. She said, you know what, this program be good for you. You, you should try it. And I, I kind of waved her off at first, but then I, when I made the appointment and came in to to, to see um, see about the program, I met with Carlos, and that was it. You know, um, he, you know, Carlos, he, he talked to me about the program. He walked me around through the school, let me see see hands on. let me come into the school even before I even enrolled, just to come in and check the program out, sit in the class, sit in the classroom, and I was so. You know and once i got here and he got to tell me where um you know i got telling tell me what we were going to be what the curriculum was going to be and what we were going to be doing and and like brandon said everything was hands-on you know when you when we first came when we first came in we were actually we were actually doing something with the camera you know um it, it, the the first day so you know this is a really good school it's really hands-on and it's something that it, 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 it's something that's in our that's in the city that that can help take you to the next level in engineering, uh, drone technology, IT, uh, whatever it is that you're looking to do that 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 you're interested in. I guarantee you, if you come here and it's one of the programs, you're gonna love it. Wow. Well, Carlos, I don't know about you. I say we leave it right there.
1: Listen, listen. It- Boy, I mean, come on now. I feel, I feel, and I'm gonna say this, we probably should change our model now. You know, it was a time when we were attempting to build a school. And the one thing that I've recognized over the years is that we're building people. Mm. We are truly building people. And I'm so grateful and thankful to be a part of so many journeys. And now I have my good friend Josh that's along for the ride with me. Happy to join. Happy to join. Listen, thank you. Thank you, Tino, the sound guy. We appreciate you coming through the day to bless us. Um, if there was one thing before we let you go, that you could tell someone who was considering the DSDT film production program, and might I add, it has significantly changed since you were here. But mm. all the same, what would you say to that person?
3: Do not hesitate. If it's your dream and you want, and it's something that you want to go for it, give it a hundred percent and go for it. No, no, no. I take that back. Give it a two hundred percent and go for it. And uh, I just I do want to add one one other thing too. Um they always say you want to give roses to the people out of here. I want to give roses to my to my good friend Brandon. You know, um he took me along and opened up some doors for me man that wasn't open beforehand. So, you know, I do appreciate him for taking me along on his sets and believing in me for the times that he, all the times that he did. And I'm still working with him to this day. You know, so it's it it's, it hasn't changed, and he still believe in me. He still in my skill set, and that's an honor. You know what I mean? So thank you, Carlos. Um, well, thank, thanks, Brandon. Thank, thank you, Josh. You know what I mean? I do appreciate this this opportunity to be able to express express this and get like I said, give them roses right now while they're here because you know he do deserve. Them. He got a lot of work coming out. He got a lot of stuff in the works that I'm sure that's he's not even speaking about. You know, I don't even know about you, so but I'm sure I'm sure some things going on. But yeah, yeah, just you know, DSDT digital school for digital technology. Get get with it or get lost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Wow, Carlos, good stuff from start
0: to finish.
1: Great stuff today, Josh. Great stuff. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. and here's the thing: we're coming back every week at three o'clock to do the same thing over and over and over again. We want to highlight not only the talent that we have as far as instructors, but it's also the stories, the stories from the individuals that have been impacted, from the trainings that we have, and where are they now, right? I mean, in in all actuality, I would even love to talk to individuals that are considering the school. You know, having some, you know, c- candid conversations with them about yep. why DSDT. So I-, I will just tell you guys, you know, this is kind of where Carlos thinks all the time. I always ask myself, why DSDT? Why DSDT? Do you understand how many other programs there are in the entire world? I know because I'm always looking at the competitors. And at the end of the day, I feel that the strength of our community that we build, I feel as though the curriculum that we have, see what we're doing right now, this is hands-on training. When you come to DSDT, you're not gonna be just sitting and saying, okay, I'm getting a bachelor's degree and it's gonna have all these big words in it. And not one day, am I gonna touch uh, the devices in order to do a broadcast like this? Not one day, am I not going to be able to use Adobe, whatever the case may be in the grand scheme? you're gonna be able to touch all of it. So that's what makes our curriculum different than a lot of the hypothesis that you're gonna get if you go to other programs. And again, the expertise of the instructors that we have here, I'll keep lining them up. I literally am going to keep lining them up regardless of the uh, uh, news that's going on right now, the current news. Regardless of what's going on in their industries, they are still working today. They're not just sitting down on the job and collecting a paycheck at DSDT because they want to teach. No, we still have real connection to the industries that we are related to. So I just want you guys to really understand that. And uh, Josh, my good friend, I appreciate you again today. It's been phenomenal, phenomenal. Say that again. Phenomenal. You're trying to get a bike. No, we got enough. We got enough. We got it in today, my friend. We yes, got we did, it in, in. Good stuff. And m- more
0: to come. More to come. All right. That will do it for Antonio, Brandon, Carlos. I'm Josh, the Tech School Podcast brought to you by DSDT. See you.
1: See you.